0: Welcome to Connected with Lori. I am your host, Lori Caruso. This is our first episode. I am so excited to start this podcast series, vlog series, because we're on video as well. And I have the perfect person that I will be with today who's helping me get started. And we are working this together. Mr. Rich Berliner, hello. Welcome. Thank you for being here with me.
1: Lori, thank you for having me. And thank you for cooperating with me on this project. Um, You've done some really cool stuff for us on camera before, and that's why I thought you were perfect to work with us here. And I love the way you do these things, and so thank you for having me on.
0: Oh, thank you so much for that, Rich. So Rich, 5th Gen Media, and the editor of Connected Real Estate Magazine. So you are busy. You have a lot going on. And the funny thing is, usually you're the one interviewing, right? We never have it on your side. I want to hear about you this time. I want to talk about Rich today on the show. What do you yeah, think I about like, that?
1: I, I like being submissive and on the other side of the, the fence this time. So it's all yeah. good. So, you know, it's funny. I was telling a story last night. Um, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Lori, had a one of these uh, sort of town hall meetings and got a bunch of people together. And so um, I was telling a story the other day. I spent the first 35 years of my career, I shouldn't say the first, I spent 35 years of my career in the wireless space building out cell phone networks. And uh, we had an event, I ran a public company, we had an event with the company in uh, 2010. And I kind of consulted for a while and I was casting about for what to do. And I went to one of these in-building trade shows that were going on about three or four years ago. And I kind of had a, a, an inkling that they were talking about enterprise clients. And frankly, I didn't know what that was. So when I started to get an interest in, in, and started to fig- figure out what people meant by the enterprise client, I realized that wireless folks didn't know anything about real estate. And real estate folks didn't really know anything about our technology and what we were doing. So that's why I started uh, connected real estate magazine. The company is fifth gen and our publication, our flagship publication is connected real estate magazine. So I started with a print magazine, cause that was easy for me to figure out how to do. I had a couple of consultants, all of whom ripped me off at the beginning, but it was a great learning experience. And the, the magazine became the flagship. And then we obviously we put it up digitally. And from there, Uh, And I was, I was telling this story. That's why I thought this was uh, timely. I was telling the story that if you go to the bookstore and you buy digital media company for dummies, you find, well, first you do this and then you do this and then you do this. And so down the line, we began with the company doing webinars and we have done um, all kinds of things, a number of, of, um, Uh, meet and greets and face-to-face events. And now we started down the path of doing virtual trade shows. As the physical trade show market closed up, we began doing um, the uh, virtual trade show thing, and that's been very successful. And the next logical thing in line, maybe it should have been earlier in our development, was doing podcasting. So you were really the perfect person to work with us Um, You look a hell of a lot better on camera and and sound wise than I do. And so that's why this was kind of a a great marriage between uh, the two forces. So, um, you know, that's why podcasting is exciting for us, because it's the next logical step in our digital media march. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it.
0: Well, I love your story. It's absolutely just invigorating to hear how you got started. And I I did realize, though, that every question that I had presented for you, you just answered it all. So you can tell, you can tell that you do this for a living. That's all. So no, this is good, because now I can lead into other questions we might not have had a chance to get to, correct? So I mean, from the leap of faith that you took, being in the industry, obviously understanding our industry, and then realizing that you wanted to get into something more, something powerful, it's a, it's a huge leap for you. How did you feel when you were taking that leap? I can only imagine, it's so different.
1: I, I have a, a buddy who was on this call last night, and he mentioned, um, you know, sometimes it's really good for you to be in a learning situation. And I said, boy, there's nothing better than being in a learning situation with no net. So if there's, you know, if you can do nothing but either succeed or fail um, you you know, you can't do it sort of halfway. And I, I said that, you know, starting this was absolutely with no net. I I knew nothing about the business other than, you know, getting a couple of consultants and I have a great Rolodex in the business. And so um, but coming into a business and not knowing what you're doing is kind of creates the, the, Situation where you must learn. You must, you know, wake up every day and read and learn and talk to people and understand what you're doing. I got lucky. I have a very strong number two fellow named Aaron Friedman, who is extremely bright and yes, yes. knew a hell of a lot more about this uh, this business and and certainly the um, digital and social media end of it than I. But he's been a terrific uh, help to me in in putting this all together. But The point is I had to learn when somebody said SEO, I'd have to go, okay, what's that? And if somebody mentioned something I had no idea about, um, I had to delve into it and learn. Again, I have tremendous amount still to go, but we put together a nice company here to fill a role in introducing and being the educational outreach between wireless and real estate companies of all different types. So it was exciting, but scary.
0: Gary is right. I can only imagine. And, you know, you have to kind of move and shake where you're at right now because, I mean, we're obviously changing the way we do business. I remember seeing you at events in person. Now we're here, right? But I would see you at events and I'd see all the magazines on the chairs and you were just huffing the magazines and everybody was like, running to you for those magazines but now what do you do I know that you're changing it up a little bit and we're becoming virtual and digital and you know podcasting and things like that but how do you change that so quickly
1: you know that's a great question the answer is again thank goodness for for Aaron because he really um, came up with the idea for the virtual show we found a good platform and we kind of made it work but um, you know it's an advantage um, and a disadvantage at the same time having a very small staff If I make a decision, I say, we're doing this, you know, we're launched, we're doing it. On the other hand, when you want to do something, you can't look around for which of my huge staff people can I use to do this project. So it becomes incumbent that, you know, if the printer breaks, you got to do that. And if you got to start up on on a new project, you got to jump into that too. So, you know, my role in this, in the operation really is um, the sales and marketing part of it. So you know, convincing people that obviously they need to meet the, the other side, their their alternate number, if you will, um, in a spying metaphor. Um, but, you know, they need to kind of uh, find the people at the commercial real estate companies that can actually buy their products. So I'm the, the uh, sales outreach to those folks. And so, you know, it really um, means that we had to shift gears and move incredibly quickly and we were the first ones out with a virtual show in uh, April, I believe. But now everybody's doing them, the platforms exist. I guess the challenge is for us to continue to do them better and to do them more um, effectively with real information that people can use um, to run their businesses. And that's why I try to um, always question the commercial real estate people that are on my panels and all the things we do. And say, what is the actionable item that someone should need to know about selling you or working with you? So I hope that answered your question, Lauren.
0: It certainly does. So with that, um, obviously you being as connected as you are, and it's perfect considering Connected Real Estate Magazine, and I see Connected all behind you. So it's actually pushing that connection through. It's very, very important, as you're saying, to be out there and to be kind of that bridge, that gap that, that bridge, you bridge, so to speak. And it's so critical because your information, which is inc- critical information to get out there and provide to us from an educational experience, especially now when we're not together. It's very difficult to be able to get that communication out. So you're doing a great job. Rich, I'm going to take a short break. We're going to go through. We're going to have some advertisers come in here and we will be right back after
1: these messages. Welcome back to Connected with Lori. Rich Berliner
0: from 5th Gen Media is w- joining me here. So excited to have you, Rich. So tell me, I know that we were talking about the evolution of media, where you're going, things like that, because it's so challenging now to be able to get your prints out there, to be able to do that. But Another really amazing thing in in addition to that, that you're doing is bridging the industries together. And I know with 5G coming or here, I should say, and all of the technologies that are here, your job has really been to educate commercial real estate entities so they understand where technology is going, what exists today and the future that comes with that. So tell me a little bit about that. How do you get that information out to them? And I'm sure you have inundated the questions constantly from everyone
1: yeah you know it's kind of cool um so one of the giants in the industry um, a fellow named john gilbert from rudin management in, in in new york they have something like 15 million square feet um and I, I was having lunch at the very beginning and this is one of the loveliest most um genuine people that i've met in the industry so agreed to have lunch we went into uh, uh new york i went into new york and had lunch And we're sitting there talking what do you think of this you know what do you think of 5g tell me what it is and i'll tell you what i think you know it's that was a great line you know nobody knows what it is yet so um we were sitting there talking just about to finish lunch and um we got up and i said just you know john what do you think about um cbrs it's like this was you know a couple of years ago two years ago was just at the very beginnings of it he said gee i'm not aware of what that is so I was able to go back to the office, send him a bunch of material. And so John has really become sort of a devotee of uh, CBRS. But I love doing that. When I talk to commercial real estate people and, uh, you know, what do you think of uh, Wi-Fi 6? And I'm not sure what that is. What do you think of CBRS? So the education process is really important. It's not BS. It's not that, oh, yeah, we're just trying to sell stuff. And, uh, yeah, we talk about ourselves as a... Uh, An educational outreach organization. But you'd be amazed how many times I pose questions to people and they come away going, I'm really glad you told me about this. I don't want to sit in a meeting and have somebody ask me, uh, what do you think of this? And uh, lo and behold, I have no knowledge of it. So that educational process, when I'm talking to people in the industry really resonates in that we are disseminating information and in dealing with cbrs alliance which is kind of um not the governing body but a very important um organization to this cbrs um these cbrs frequencies that are out there um we've really been you know out there moving and shaking and getting people the information so um you know yes it's changed i i tell people this is the god's honest truth that i built my construction company back in the day on trade shows so we went to trade shows we made big presentations, we had parties, we talked to a lot of people, and we got the word out on our company, but it's different nowadays. So, you know, utilizing all the different digital opportunities, the uh, social media opportunities, just the phone opportunities, the Zoom calls that we can have, um, it's really gratifying that we are getting the word out. And it's paid off in terms of, um, I think, if we weren't in the right niche, we would have done one or two print magazines and that would have been the end of us. But it kind of became a self-fulfilling prophecy. The education was important to people. And uh, you know, the more I do it, and frankly, I'll be honest, I love this business. I think it's, it's a, a much more interesting what's happened. It's a business about what's happening today rather than a business about what happened yesterday. Um, Everything we do is about the future and what's going on. And so it's really been invigorating and uh, I'm so psyched I did this.
0: Yeah, for sure. No question. And now spinning that off and starting this podcast series, which is very similar to what you're talking about, educating, getting the consumer up to speed on where it's going and what's happening and having innovative, compelling guest on the show to be able to do that. As a matter of fact, I just had Luke Lucas from T-Mobile on the other day and the amount of feed positive feedback that came out of that, and he was on your virtual show as the keynote as well, was just incredible. And so now we're talking about even delivering a further experience based on that. What are the other carriers doing? Let's get them in together. Let's have a roundtable discussion and let's talk about the future innovations of technology and where everybody's going. Because I look at this as we all have to do this together. And, you know, competitive, yeah, we're competitive. Of course we are. We have to be. But to do this together as a team and a partnership is so, so important. And that's what I feel like we can actually provide as well. What do you think about that?
1: And I I have to tell you that uh, we've made attempts and we've had, um, you know, people work with us from Verizon uh, and and FirstNet, which is sort of AT&T. Uh, but, uh, you know, the bigger carriers, and I think maybe it's a reason that T-Mobile is as successful as they are, is they have a, a youthful and open mentality about how to deal with the press, with customers, with the industry. And, you know, when you think you're the biggest carrier and you have the best network and you don't really care, um, everything else is, uh, you know, is extra and so that's why it's difficult for us to pull the other, um, you know, established carriers in kicking and screaming. Um, it's just that they just don't feel that they need to do anything in terms of educational outreach or any of that stuff, unless it's, you know, it suits some internal process. But for us, um, you know, we love dealing with people who want to deal with us. And so, you know, we've, we've worked with Verizon on the public safety side, you know, mm-hmm. you, you and I both have. Mm-hmm. Um, We've worked with AT and T on the public safety side too, uh, but it's just we'd love to have more from them. And we'd love to to be able to dialogue. It's just not as important to them as it seems to be to the uncarrier to T Mobile.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, you bring up a good point. I've been doing this as you have for a very long time, and I actually worked for the carriers for a great deal, a great number of years, and you know it. it they're, you know, it's older. It's an older school mentality, so to speak, you know, but I I see it changing. I really do. And I'm actually pleased to see that based on the fact that they know they need to get their message out. They know that they have some pain points. They know that they need to fix it. And let's collectively get together and do that. That's why I'm confident that we'll start seeing changes for sure on the carrier side, no matter what.
1: Well, remember the carrier, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to interrupt, but the carriers are backing away um, more and more, I'd say Verizon and AT&T are backing away more and more from my constituency, which is the commercial real estate space, mm-hmm. and saying, "Hey, you know, if you want to do something, basically you're on your own." T-Mobile has this build-your-own coverage uh, situation where they're encouraging, um, you know, uh, real estate companies and companies of all kinds to contact them and and talk about this in-building thing again. Some companies have built networks from the outside in, but the adage in our business is that 80% of calls are initiated indoors. Mm-hmm. And data, I would assume it goes along with the, the initiation of a data request also. Um, so um, it's just mentality uh, really that you know you're going to build an outdoor network, you're going to do whatever you need to do outdoors with municipalities in and, and zoning towers. But you know if you're looking at the business properly, you want to build from the outside in, excuse me, from the inside out, um, you want to build the indoor networks, where is where the calls are coming from and where the 911 issues, uh, you know, come from. And so, therefore, that mentality has is, is got to change. It's got to be sort of an inside the building out um, for the future, I think. It's just my opinion.
0: I totally agree with that too. I mean, you know, clearly we have so many different, um, you know, struggles in building. Um, you know, and as we're deploying a macro system, it costs a lot of money. So it's challenging for the carriers. It's challenging for the enterprise customer to be able to spend the money, to be able to invest in their infrastructure. But we all know that's where it's going. They have no choice to do that. I mean, even looking at from a nine one one perspective. Eventually, the FCC will mandate that they're absolutely going to need to locate the 911 caller in the building down to the key location of where that caller came. And how do you do that if you don't have coverage in that building? It's absolutely critical. So to think about that and the spend that needs to exist, it's challenging. Because typically, an enterprise customer says, well, I'm not going to pay for it. It's up to the carriers to pay for it. That's their network. They need to put their network in my building, too. So then you've kind of got a back and forth. So it's key to have the carriers become creative in the space because we know that they-
1: It really uh, starts with the FCC, if you think about it. Yeah. The FCC says, okay, we're giving you a license, uh, which you paid for in most cases. Uh, We're giving you a license and now you need to cover the population or the pops. So when you cover the population, well, it's always been done as an outdoor coverage situation to cover the population. But maybe the way to look at it is that- I need to cover the population and the population's indoors. Yeah. Um, the population doesn't live outdoors. The population lives indoors and it works indoors and it works at home. So that's where the coverage needs to be. So, you know, that will come around, I think, as um, if you look at the DISH build out, um, they're building out There's certain coverage requirements. They're going to build an outdoor them. network just like everybody else did. And yeah. then I think the uh, they will figure out Um, Over time, oh, well, we got to go back in and we've got to cover the indoor part of this. And so, um, you know, that that will be an afterthought, just like it is for the other carriers. Someday, I think we'll get to the point where it's first priority, not second priority.
0: Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And also, how do we get creative so it's available from... capital standpoint, because it's so expensive at times to be able to deploy these this infrastructure, so okay. to speak. So we all as an industry need to get creative to solve these pain points. It's not just mm-hmm. the carriers. So right. and that's how I look at it as the partnership, but we do need them on our show so they can help us provide the educational experience. So we can then help in return. Verizon,
1: where are you? AT&T, where are you? Come on our show. Come on our show. what you're doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We want to hear from you. So with that and the podcast, talk to me a little bit more about some of our guests that we have lined up and some of the ones that we're shooting for. Pretty excited about that.
1: Yeah. Well, um, you mentioned we have a gentleman from uh, T-Mobile. Um, you mentioned we have, uh, I mentioned we have um, coming up the CBRS Alliance. is Very important. Person, um, uh, on our podcast in the coming weeks. Um, and, you know, I think if I can whisper so that nobody but you and I hear, um, maybe we can have a person from Facebook on.
0: Oh, I think that's great. Uh,
1: somebody from we, we, we have lined up someone from Google already uh, for our podcast. Very excited. So I think the, the opportunity for us to work with not only the giant companies, but a lot of the smaller companies that have something to say, not just... Hey, look at me! I've got a great product, but some companies and 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 uh, executives who really have something to say and add to our business. We want to cover smart buildings. We want to cover smart cities. We want to talk about a lot of different things, um, including new technologies. And so, I think there's a, a wealth of information out there and great, really smart guys that we can and and, and women that we can bring on. Absolutely
0: future innovation of technology. That's my tag. I love it. I think it's a critical piece and we can actually bridge across the industry and get out to the customers with a lot of information. And I encourage our listeners, if there's someone that wants to be on the show, reach out to us. We want to hear your story too. So it's important to be able to listen to everyone out there. So I am excited and I cannot wait. This partnership is going to be incredible.
1: Yep. I I love it, Lori. Thank you. Doing a wonderful job with this. And again, I love your enthusiasm. There's nobody that I know in the business that's as jacked up about all these topics as you are. So um, very exciting and it rubs off.
0: Wonderful. Well, Rich Berliner, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show as my first episode. I'm so excited and we can't wait to wow the audience. We're ready for that?
1: I am. I am always, always in tandem with you, um, we will certainly do that when you're wowing them as you uh, do these podcasts. Um, Lloyd, thanks for having me today. I appreciate it very much.
0: Absolutely. Take care. Thanks so much for being here.